I moved to the city, had my hygiene job, and decided now was my one opportunity to really dive in headfirst with photography. So that's exactly what I did. Within five months, I had a downtown studio. I was in no way ready for it, but hey, I was going all in. And I made maybe $4,000 in 2016. I lost way more than that, but 2017 though, that was the first year I could tell that this thing was actually gonna work. I hit my first six figures that year easily. I'm Tracy Lynn, a boudoir photographer and business coach, and I'm obsessed with helping photographers out of their ruts, sticking points, and holdups, and helping them find their way to the business of their dreams. Back in 2016, I left my job as an overworked dental hygienist and built a seven-figure boudoir business working just 30 hours a month. Every week we chat about photography, pricing, marketing, and all things business. Join me as we uncover your path to sustainable success so you can find more fulfillment in a balanced life, all with a camera in your hand. This is the Sustainable Freedom with Photography podcast. Hey guys, welcome to episode one of the Sustainable Freedom with Photography podcast. I'm Tracy Lynn, but you can call me Tracy. I'm a boudoir photographer from St. Louis, Missouri, and a photography business coach for boudoir, weddings, and portrait photographers. I want to treat this first episode as a getting to know me podcast so you can get to know who I am, what I'm about, and why. And I'll give you my background story and overview of my overall strategy. And if you stick around, I want to give you a strategy that will guarantee you book a few sessions as soon as possible. This is the strategy that I used this year in 2022 to book 12 sessions in two weeks. Seven of those sessions were while we were on a weekend vacation. We got home and when I opened my computer to check my email, boom, seven sessions booked, all with this one simple strategy. I promise that it works, so be sure to hang out until the end of the episode. So let's start with my story. My degree isn't actually photography, it's dental hygiene. And one thing that I know is that dental hygiene definitely helped me in so many ways, personally and professionally. I worked in private practice as a hygienist for eight years and although I may never step foot in a dental office again as a hygienist, it is absolutely what helped me become the photographer and business person I am today. That's a story for another day though and I promise we'll get to it some other time. Today, I want to talk to you about how I actually started in photography, and maybe it resonates with some of you, maybe it doesn't. I would love to know either way, and speaking of, will you DM me on Instagram at Lynn and let me know how you got your start in photography? I'm always interested in that story. Anyway, I'm not the person who ever carried around a camera my whole life. I don't feel like I have an eye for photography, not creative, I'm not artistic. But in 2013, when I picked up my friend's camera and played with it for the first time, it just felt like I'd found something that I'd been missing my whole life. Like, not to sound cliche or anything, but I felt like that camera was going to change my life for the better, you know? It was never like, oh, this is what I've been missing my whole life. It was more like, oh... I can make this work for me. So let's fast forward to 2016. I'd spent the last three years learning everything I could about photography, about photography and business. (laughs) I was ready to move home closer to my family in Southern Illinois, and I ended up getting a dental hygiene job in St. Louis, Missouri, the good old STL. I never truly thought that I would live in St. Louis, even though I 
always was about two hours from there. I actually barely spent any time in the city growing up, but I'm sure thankful that I did move to St. Louis. It changed my life. So anyway, I moved to the city, had my hygiene job, and decided now was my one opportunity to really dive in headfirst with photography. So that's exactly what I did. Within five months, I had a downtown studio. I was in no way ready for it, but hey, I was going all in. And I made maybe $4,000 in 2016. I lost way more than that, but 2017 though, that was the first year I could tell that this thing was actually gonna work. I hit my first six figures that year easily and I worked really hard, but between my hygiene job and my studio, I was working 80, 90, even 100 hours a week sometimes. I was missing my family in Southern Illinois, which let's remember that's the whole reason I moved home. I was missing sleep, I was eating on the run, I was exhausted all the time, I was gaining weight. So at the end of that year, I actually just gave up my dental hygiene job and I moved two hours south of the city so that I could put some distance between me and work. Thankfully, I didn't have any ties to the city. I was still only there because of that dental job, so what did I have to lose? I also knew this about myself. I'm one of those people that I'm either 100% on or I'm 100% off. There's no in-between. So, long story short, that's what brought me to where I am right now. With the move, I had to learn to schedule sessions efficiently and spend my time wisely on money-making activities. Before, I was wasting so much time. A client would ask for a last-minute session, so I would drop everything I was doing and just go accommodate that client. I had no boundaries whatsoever. After the move, I had to actually establish boundaries. I couldn't just run to the studio anytime a client wanted me to anymore. So let's fast forward to 2022. I now work less than 30 hours a month in my photography business. Honestly, that's probably closer to 30 hours every other month. And I bring in multiple six figures a year and I travel full time with my fiance for his job, which takes us all over the country at any given time. Now in this story, I skipped a lot of the personal ins and outs of how exactly I came to where I am now. I'll eventually get to this on this podcast, I'm sure, but I wanted to be able to get to the good stuff and spend some time on strategy today. I've talked to a lot of photographers, from my personal coaching clients to photographers I know in real life and the ones I chat with on Instagram. They all say that from the initial inquiry email to delivery of products and images, it's on average about eight hours or more. For wedding photographers, it's closer to 40 hours per client. While my hours spent were probably right around those averages until 2017, I quickly realized that there are much easier ways to be efficient. And now I spend on average two and a half hours total from that initial inquiry email to delivery of the product per client. I'm not kidding. Automations are a lifesaver. So how did I do that? It was not an overnight thing, I can assure you, but with time, I was able to see where I was losing time. So for example, confirmation emails, reminder emails, consultations, places where I was saying the same thing over and over and over and over. And then there's culling and retouching and album design. Where am I losing time and how could I make this whole process more efficient? The session itself, how could I make it less draining on me and still get those album selling images that I needed? Once I saw my holes, I researched strategy and softwares that would fill those gaps without spending more time or money on my end. 
I didn't look at what everyone else was doing. You know, the cool trendy softwares. I wanted to find what was going to work for me because what works for one business does not work for every business. And I knew that I wanted to do something completely different than what everyone else was doing. Side note, I don't follow crowds. I've always been that way. And if you stick around through the next few episodes, you're going to know that I always stay in my own lane. (laughs) I found and started using Acuity for my scheduling and client management because of the ease of use on my end and on the client's end. The reminder emails, the app I can have on my phone, and the way it syncs to my phone's calendar, which I live by that calendar. So for clients, it's seriously one step. And for me, it's cut what used to be six steps down to two, saving me so much time. Another thing that I did was hire a retoucher. Jerry Gionis told me in one of the five workshops, trainings, private mentorings that I've done with him over the past eight years, <laughs> we are photographers, we are not retouchers. So before I was always thinking I could never turn my retouching over. Those images are my art. No one else can do the things that I can do as well as I can. Turns out I was wrong. <laughs> my retoucher is so much better than me and my turnaround time went from eight weeks to two weeks, which means I have happier clients which also means I get more referrals from those happy clients. Not only does this make me look better, it also allows me to photograph more sessions, which allows me to make more money in less time. And one other thing that I've worked on through the years to reduce the number of hours I need to spend with clients is automating my marketing strategy. This is something that takes time to implement, but once the strategy is in place, it works with minimal time investment at all. Now I don't have to spend time talking clients into booking because my marketing strategy does that for me. When I moved to St. Louis, my goal was to be the go-to boudoir photographer in the area, to be the only photographer any woman thought of when they thought boudoir photography. So I made sure I implemented a marketing strategy that put me in front of the right clients in the right places all the time. And it worked. I have all of my leads automatically directed to my website, Once a lead is on my website, my website does the heavy lifting for me. I answer every question and every objection that they have in my marketing strategy, which means I don't need to have a consultation with most clients. I still do a few, mostly because those clients want to know I am actually who I say I am online. But for most questions they ask, they typically already know the answer and they tell me that. My entire photography business is automated with the exception of shooting and album ordering sessions and album design, which is the two and a half hours I spend total with each client. And to be honest, this led to a bit of boredom. I mean, I could have just photographed more sessions, but I also knew that that was going to lead to burnout, which is what I was working so hard to avoid. I wanted to continue to love what I do, you know? The thing is, my favorite part of business is the actual business side. So there I was, I was at a crossroads. Do I start another business like a side business? I considered copywriting or marketing or maybe starting a totally different photography business. And then I thought education. I never actually thought education would be something that I was interested in. In fact, I was actually really against it. I always said that that wasn't something that I ever wanted to do, but I love growing businesses. And after talking to my personal business coach, who I still have, by the way, the same one that I've had for the past seven years, she encouraged me to give education a try, saying it would be a good outlet for my favorite parts of my own business. So I started with one photography coaching client, and that grew to two, then three, 
And then I was like, okay, I think this might be my happy place. I get to help create a customizable strategy for different photography businesses in different parts of the country. I have clients literally all over the country and a few in Canada. And I get to watch businesses grow and flourish and change from where the business owner even thought they were heading. Like seriously, one of my photography coaching clients ended up starting two businesses within six months of working together. So I get to see photographers step out of their comfort zone the exact same way that I did when I moved to St. Louis. And I promise you this business thing has made me step outside my comfort zone to the point that hardly anything bothers me anymore. To be honest, I'm not typically someone who'll put herself out there except for business. With business, I'm a completely different person. I go after what I want in a way that you wouldn't expect if you knew me personally outside of work. And I love helping other photographers come into their own the same way that I did. I actually think it's more satisfying than doing it by myself all over again. And celebrating with my photography clients when they have their first four-figure sale or their first five-figure sale even, oh my gosh, that's more fun than when I actually made my biggest sale. It's like watching my kids take their first step. There are tons of photography coaches out there, but what I found is other coaches tend to teach a one-size-fits-all approach, but that's not me. I've always, always done my own thing. In fact, growing up, I would do the exact opposite of what I was expected to do because I just didn't want to be like everyone else, and I'm still like that. That's the difference with my approach. It's different for every single client. So I want to explain my overall strategy, which I call the TLC Sustainable Freedom Formula. And what we do is we start with setting up spreadsheets on top of spreadsheets on top of spreadsheets. I love them so much. I've created spreadsheets I give to each client that allows us to make decisions based on facts, not our emotions in the moment. It's important to set those things up early in business so that the decisions are always made without emotion. We use logic instead. And by the way, you can get access to all of these in my TLC photography pricing course, and I'll link those in the show notes as well. But these are actually the same exact spreadsheets I use in my own photography business as well. So we start with a full-time formula, which is the literal foundation of a photography business. This allows us to create a plan that is based on your personal salary goal, not revenue goal. We also account for how much time you want to work and the time you plan to take off, vacation, holidays, or just days off. One of the core values in both of my businesses is we work to live, not live to work. Take the trip, be the room mom, do what you want with your life. And that's why we account for vacation when we plan your business. This full-time formula gives us your sales average goal plus the amount of clients you can handle based on the time you want to work. And those two numbers, the sales average goal and client load are what we use to strategize your pricing guide and your marketing plan. A few of the other spreadsheets I've created for my coaching clients include your budget blueprint. There are two of these and they help plan and track your budget to build and maintain a healthy business. Your sales average spreadsheet and when we feel like there's a problem within your business, this spreadsheet will show you where it is and then we use your spread your other spreadsheets to figure out how to fix it. Then the TLC's pricing calculator Oh my gosh, I love this one so much. It literally tells you how much to charge based on your cost of sales, and it's extremely simple, and it literally helps you feel more confident going into a sales session because you know why you charge what you charge. 
So once this foundation is set, it's time to create a marketing strategy that works. And like I mentioned before, my goal for marketing strategy is to be the go-to photographer in your area for your genre and your ideal client. What we don't want is to create a client list of the wrong type of clients, which is a mistake I see a lot of photographers making. Model calls, Facebook ads, flash sales, that is the fastest way to create that client list of the wrong clients. And I promise we're going to talk about this more in upcoming episodes, but long story short, these clients are only after a deal. Sustainability is the ultimate goal. A good marketing plan will take about a year, maybe two, of really, really hard work to implement. But once you do implement it, you are free. You have that sustainability. You have that freedom. So we start with short-term marketing, meaning get clients now plan, getting out there in the community. Yes, social media is great, but things like referrals, bridal fairs, and good business-to-business relationships are what's actually important here. Once that short-term marketing plan is in motion, it's time to start working on your long-term plan. This includes a high converting website, search engine optimization, blogging, email marketing, and social media as well. Both these short-term and long-term marketing plans, they work together. If you truly want to work less and make more money, if you want the ability to work 30 hours or less a month and spend more time with your family or traveling or more time for creative photography projects, you can't skip part of it just because it makes you uncomfortable. But the good news is that it gets much easier the more you do it. Now, if I see an opportunity, I make the connection immediately. So for example, during wedding planning, I mentioned my photography business to the bridal shop where I bought my dress. So after a conversation with them, they mentioned that they would love my information to refer clients for boudoir sessions. But I told them I would love to do something better. So for most businesses I work with, I give a gift card that allows a dollar amount off their session. And that's an important point. It's an actual dollar amount, not a percentage off. Even though the percentage off may feel equal to the to be a higher amount, a dollar amount is more tangible and is more likely to be used. Think about it. If you get a 10% off coupon code online somewhere, you're probably not going to use it. But if you get $10 off or $20 off or Kohl's cash or something, you're probably going to be more likely to use that. The dollar amount off just works better. So I had the gift cards printed by my pro lab and mailed to that bridal boutique and they started handing them out immediately. This strategy is exactly how I booked seven sessions in three days while on vacation and 12 sessions in two weeks. And the best thing, these are great clients. They are referred by businesses who already serve your ideal clients so they value what you offer and they trust the business who referred them to you so in turn they trust you. So now it's your turn. I'm giving you a gift card template in the show notes. I want you to make a list of businesses who may serve your ideal client already. And please know it's a perk if it's a business that you can visit, shop at, or book an appointment with. This just makes it easier to start the conversation if you're actually making a purchase with that business. So anyway, go ahead and visit these businesses, position your gift card as a gift the business owner can give their clients and customers because it makes them look good and it's at no extra cost for them. You get clients, they give a gift to their best customers, and you make money on the album or product sales. So be sure to grab that gift card template in the show notes. And as you start using it, DM me with all of your wins at It's Tracy Lynn on Instagram. I am so excited to hear about them. 
Thank you for hanging out with me today and I will see you on the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Sustainable Freedom with Photography podcast. If you loved it, be sure to rate and follow so that you never miss an episode. They drop every Monday and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, have an awesome week.